Morning, morning. Wow, great to see you all this morning. Oh, I love this place. I love this church. And I just want to honor Pastor John and Dan, who have sacrificed, who have, who have just put everything, their whole life, into seeing people changed, transformed in this church. So let's give it up for Pastor John and Dan. We love you. They're incredible. Wow. How awesome is the change of weather? Like, I like it because when it rains, I actually sleep a lot more. I sleep better. I sleep longer. I slept like over eight hours, which is a record for me in one night. Absolute record. And when I sleep a lot more, I actually dream a lot more as well. I woke up uh, yesterday morning because uh, I, I have all sorts of dreams, but I had a dream about Russell and Marita. I mean, Russell and Marita Smith, like, Awesome people in our church here. Uh, Marita is one of our exec pastors, and uh, Russell is on our board. But I woke up thinking about them, and I got this, this scripture. It's in Psalm eighteen nineteen, and it says, He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he was delighted in me. And, and I just feel that, like, Whatever, like sometimes we can feel like we're in a little bit of a tight place, that, that we don't know what is going on, that things can be just making things a little bit restricted. And it was crazy how Marita was talking about restriction earlier on. And, and, and the thing was, I also got another scripture that when they pray, God inclines their ear. And it's funny that she got that scripture as well. I think it might be God. What do you reckon? But, but I just really feel that God, he's going to bring you out into a spacious place. He will rescue you, and he always will, and he always has, because he is so delighted in you. He delights in your ways because they are his ways. He delights in your family. He delights in the way that you, you do marriage together. He delights in everything that you do, the way you do business. I just see integrity, a man of great integrity, Russ, and it shines. That will shine out into the community. Just the way you do things, he is delighted in you. And I just pray that, yes, it will be a spacious place. And we sing that song sometimes, you know, he, he brought me out into a spacious place where, where we can live and dream where we are free to live and dream and run and not grow weary. And you are. You're going to run and not grow weary. You're going to walk and not faint. He is with you. In Jesus' name, let's stretch out our hands towards them. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for Russell and Marita, Father, that you have called them, Father, that you've anointed them, Father, for great things, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that you're going to take them out into a spacious place, Father, that you delight in them, that you will continue to rescue them, Father, that you have your hand upon them, Father, that everything that they put their hands to will be anointed in the name of Jesus. They will triumph in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a hand. He's good. He is good. Hey, there's a couple just, just towards uh, over there. You've got holding on to that green book there. Yeah, you guys. I take it you're a couple. I've seen you like smooching up to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just earlier on during the worship, I just saw, I got a scripture actually. I brought it up here because it's in Romans 5.5. 5, and it says, and hope does not put us to shame. But God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. I just feel, and I don't even know where you're placed, but I feel that the Holy Spirit is pouring his love into your hearts. 
I saw, just saw you enveloped in his love. And it's going to bring tears. And it's going to bring joy. But I see God collecting every tear that you have cr- cried, you know, in a little jar. He's collected them. But he's going to bring your mourning into joy. There are, there are things that you've walked through. And there are things that you'll continue to walk through. But the greatest thing about it is he is with you. He's beside you. He's in your life. He's in your every thoughts. He's in your dreams. So I think your names might be, um, so I asked somebody what your name was, Francois and Leonie, like God bless you. Let's stretch our hands out towards them. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you pour your love into their hearts, Father, that you would bring joy from every tear that they have cried, Father, that you are with them that your heart is for them, that you walk beside them, that they will grow in you, Father. I just see them walking steady and you surrounding them with your angels, Father. Protect them, Father. Protect their journey with you, Father. Empower them. Continue to strengthen them. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said, Amen. Amen. God is so good. He's so good. And He loves each and every one of you. Oh, I love it. He's such a good, good God. Well, welcome to church from me as well, but you may all take a seat now. Thank you very much, Ben. Incredible. You guys are great. Wow. It's good morning. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And wow, we're going to talk about groups and, and just my thoughts, I guess, on, on what's happened in my own little journey, my Christian journey, like it's been about 15 years. But when I first started to going to a church 15 years ago, uh, the person who inspired me and encouraged me to go along didn't live on the Sunshine Coast. She lived in Brisbane. So I just looked up a church and went along to one. So I went by myself, like without friends, and went to a church. And do you know what? I just felt things going on in there, and I didn't know what was happening to me, but I felt a change in my heart, and I just knew that in that atmosphere, things could change for me, that God was there. I didn't really know him at that time, but I, I just had that feeling. So I did. I, I gave my heart to God right then and started on a journey with him. Unfortunately for me, for about a year, actually, I better turn my phone off because I'm getting messages. <laughs> For a year, what I would do, I mean, I loved the worship, I loved singing, you know, because I'm a bit of a singer happening. Yes, I am. And, and I loved hearing the preaching because it was so relevant and practical, things that I could do right now in my life to help me. So I loved that. But the thing was, as soon as that service finished, boom, I was off. I was gone. You wouldn't even see me. That's right. If you were a pastor here, you'd be chasing me out there because I, would, I was so quick to get out. And, and I, don't, I don't know why. I do know why because I felt so awkward. It was so awkward because I didn't really know anyone and I felt awkward and not only that, I felt like so different and like such a sinner, man. Like, you know, everyone else has it all happening and I, here I am like sinner, sinner, sinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Pastor Dan saying, you know it. Oh, wow. She knows I'm corrupt. See, there you go. Right there, right there. But, but that's how I felt. I felt like, oh, you know, I don't really fit in here. And that's the reason why I would take off straight after there. You know, and, and, and the thing is that for a year I did that, 
And although I started to learn more about God and hear about the preaching and I even believed more about God and all that sort of stuff, I only grew to a certain amount from doing that. There are two things that actually changed the way that it like changed and grew me phenomenally. Those two things, the first one was serving. Like somebody asked me to join a team, and do you know what? I would have been happy at any time if somebody had asked me. So for a year, I did nothing because I didn't even actually know that you could serve on a team. I didn't know that. I, I just thought everything just showed up like, like it is now, beautiful, you know, things on the screen, like they just like magically happen. I don't know. I never thought about it. I never thought that there's actually people behind everything that happens, the worship team, the stewards, the people that are out there welcoming people. Just didn't even click. And then somebody asked me, if I would help out to do the barbecue. Oh my gosh, I was so honored. I'm like, I would love to, I would love to. So like there was one special thing at church, it wasn't at this church, one special thing. And like, I was out there flipping the sausages, like, oh my gosh, I was in my element. I'm, I'm thinking like, wow, I love this, I love this. I just wanted to serve, I wanted to serve. So if somebody had asked me a year ago, I would have flipped those sausages. In fact, if somebody asked me to do anything that like to help out in church, I would have done it. So let's just be aware of that. You know, don't wait for people till they're ready. I mean, yeah, I was a sinner. No, 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 no. But that's just it. Ask people now. There I was flipping the sausages and having fun. And that's how I started to get to know people. The other thing that changed my life was, that's right, you guessed it, being in a group. Yes, it was. Because what happened not long after I started serving is when somebody asked me to join their group. Now, that didn't happen by accident either. I started to pray that God would lead me into a group of people that where I would feel comfortable, where, that, where I would feel loved and accepted just the way that I was. So I started to pray for that. And then one morning, there was a couple sitting behind me and I looked at them and I thought, I wonder if they have a group. Because I kind of like them. I mean, I've said hello. <laughs> that's about it. I've said hello. I mean, that's what I mean. I, I, like, God said to me, you know, with this whole running away thing, because I started, because you know what happens when you run away and all that sort of stuff? You don't get to know people. You feel a little isolated. And in, in, in everything that you think actually happens. You feel that no one like is friendly. And then I started to moan about it like, oh, that church, it's so not friendly. And the people, they're so not friendly. And then this thought, boom, came in my head like, you're not friendly. What? Me? You're not friendly? Like, And so I made a goal that I would meet one new person at church every week. And that's when my life started to change, because that's when I, I would start to, oh, it was hard. Man, I would, like, go, get out in a cold sweat. Like, it was, like, it was bad. The first time I still remember, it was like, oh, help me, help me. And I, I remember going out, oh, I'll go out and look at the bookshop, book and then next to me, hopefully, someone will come. And then, you know, and then I'm thinking, oh, maybe I could start this next week. But, but anyway, this lady comes, and she stands beside me, and I'm like, Hello. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, one, I said hello, I said hello, I done it, I done it. And then, and then she goes, hi. And I go, 
My name's Teresa. Oh, we're making progress. But I start talking to her. I find out she lives just down the road from me. Her kids go to youth with my kids. And then all of a sudden, we've got, you know, we're sharing who's taking the kids to youth. Just out of, like, me taking a little bit of a challenge. Yes, it was. But you have to do that. You have to do that. If you want to know people, make yourself known. Make yourself known. So anyway, back to the group, that couple behind me. On the way out of church, they were going to be my next person at church the next Sunday. But I'm like, oh, I don't even know what to say. I don't want to say. And so I go, hi, my name's Teresa. Do you have a group? <laughs> but, you know, I thought, get it, get it all out at once. And, 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 and then they, go, they, they actually say to me, well, actually, we're just starting one, but we don't have anyone in it. You're, you're going to be the first person. I'm like, yeah. Like, come on. See, if, if you put your heart in the right place, God will help you along the way. He gives you the courage. You know, yes, you'll get a little bit, you know, <laughs> but he gives you the courage to do these things. And it was one of the best things that I ever did joining this group. So the title of my message, I better say that now that I'm here, is One Another. That's right, one another. Do you know there are nearly 60 scriptures in the Bible that have the words one another? That's a lot of scriptures. I mean, I'm just going to read out a few of them. Like what they say is to love one another. It says that like nearly 15 times in the Bible. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another. Live in harmony with one another. Build up one another. Admonish one another. I mean, I didn't even know what admonish meant, so I like, looked it up in the dictionary. It means like caution advise or, con- or counsel one another. That's what it's about. Be kind to one another. Bear with one another. I knew what that meant. Uh, comfort, <laughs> comfort one another and forgive one another. See, God never intended for us to live the Christian life alone. It is vital to being connected in, in a group and discovering your destiny. So in Acts 2, 42, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. See, the early church was not just about activities. It was about relationship, teaching, fellowship, prayer, eating together, learning, celebrating together. Sharing the good news together, supporting one another. That's what fellowship is. Fellowship is sharing in common. So fellowship is Christian believers meeting together. So I'm going to get to like why, like why be in a group. And I'm going to just tell you three really key things that have happened to me from being in a group. In Ephesians 4.16, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, It helps the other parts grow. So the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now, that there, it took me a while to get that. It took me a while to get that. Like, what does it mean, the whole body? I mean, I've got a whole body. But do you know, (laughs) I know, that's a good thing. But but what it is, is there there are parts, when you're parts of the bodies, like uh, parts of the bodies, part of the body, God has given you gifts. He's given you talents. He's given you skills that only you can add to that body. Like other people don't have those skills. They have other skills. There are things that he's uniquely placed in you. So Jesus himself, he had what, like a little connect group he did. He, he chose 12 men. 
at the beginning of his ministry. And they were from all walks of life. There were fishermen, tax collectors, like they were, they were common and uncommon people, rich and poor people, educated and uneducated people. And he taught them to love one another. And then he sent them out to communicate God's acceptance was available to everyone. So he used ordinary people to do extraordinary work. And that's what we do as a group. So in a group, you'll usually get different backgrounds. You'll get people who have different interests. You'll get different types of people who do different types of work. But the one thing that we all share in common is our belief in our relationship with God. And this enables us to fellowship. So my first thing that I really got from joining a group was friendships. I have made amazing friendships in groups. In Proverbs 18.24, it says, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. Yeah, that was definitely a scripture for me. I had to show myself friendly. And there, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I've made friends in groups that feel closer than my, actually fa- my actual family. They are close. They're so close. And that came out of spending time with them. I mean, do you have a friend that sticks closer to a brother? I want you to think about it. Do you, do you have a friend that encourages you, that builds you up, that prods you along in your, you know, in your relationship with God, that makes sure that you stay on track, that's honest with you, that sticks with you for, through thick and thin? That, that is what you find when you are in a group. Like, Marita and Russell actually used to be uh, like my group leaders for a while. Boy, they had their work cut out for them, right? But, 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 but they were amazing. It was amazing. Like just they pray for you. They in, give words of encouragement, but also words of correction. Just, just that sort of, you need that. Well, well, you know, I needed that, all right? You might not need it, but I did need it. But that, that's what it's all about. And in John 15, 12 to 13, it says, My commanders love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than to lay down one's life for one's friends. I mean, what does that even look like? Laying down your life for your friend. You think, like, really? I don't know about that. But, but it's, it's about when our friends, when they experience loss, we weep with them. When they're weeping, we weep. When they're celebrating, we're celebrating. When they're joyful, we're joyful. That's what friends do. You know, some, someone in, in your group doesn't need to hear that they're, you know, oh, well, that's probably, if you read the book of Job, you know, oh, that's probably the sin that you did in your life, and that's why that's happening. They don't need to hear that. They want you to love them. They want you to weep with them. They want you to go through that thing with them. They want you to help them. And same when they're celebrating something. They want you to celebrate with them. That's, that's what I love about friendships and groups. So uh, closer friendships. And, you know, you can meet. I've heard of a lot of people in our church who actually met their uh, husband or wife in a group. That's right. Oh, there we go. Chris and Vicky Rutch, like they met in an interest group. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. So, 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 but it was a, it, <laughs> yeah, they did. And, and so did um, Joe and Sean Bennett. They, they met in, an, in the same interest group. And so did Katie and uh, Ben, same interest group. It was about IT, but I'm not sure about that now. But, but, but that's what I mean. That, that, they all got married in our church. Hello. Friendships happen. Happen. They do. So the first one is friendship. The second one 
is care and support. Care and support. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. I mean, I'm using a lot of scripture, but this is God. This is what God is all about. He's about his word. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We need to motivate each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to do good works for each other. And I remember my very first connect group that I was in, one of the ladies got diagnosed with leukemia. And she had to go to hospital, and we prayed for her. And, but what we did in a practical sense, I mean, of course we're going to pray for her. That's what groups are about. But what we did, we decided like, hey, let's brighten up her day in hospital. So we put money together, and we bought groceries and stuff, and we cooked food for her family that they could put in the freezer. We, we all got together and went cooking. I mean, that's not my gifting, right? So my gifting was collecting all the money. I collected all the money and made sure that it was put to the best, most valuable, you know, yeah, that's right. They did all the cooking, which was awesome. But then we went up to her hospital room and we decorated it. We took flowers. Somebody actually did a painting for her. We stuck that on the wall. We decorated her room and, you know, not only was the money like looking after that part of my duties, I was part of the cheer squad. That's right. I, yeah, I was because, because that was part of my gift. I'm an encourager. So I would get there, hey, how you going? And she would just laugh just seeing me. See, that's, that's the kind of effect that I have on people. But, but we would. We all went there as a group. And then she came out, and it was a very tricky situation on whether she would have to have more treatment or whether... She wouldn't have to have any. If she had to have more, it was going to be worse. So our group, we decided that we were not only going to pray for her, but we were going to fast as well. There's something about, you know, we can pray, but when something needs to be broken through, there are things, in the Bible it says, you know, some things, yes, prayer will just do it. God will do it with prayer. But some things you need to fast for. And we were willing to fast for her. She was, she's our friend, so close to her. So we all fasted for a week together, and we had an amazing breakthrough. It was, it was specifically for her and all of us growing in our relationship with God. We had an amazing breakthrough because when she got to the end of that week and she got the report, she got a good report, and she's never had to have any treatment again. She's totally healed in Jesus' name. But that's what God can do. You know, if you weren't well, if you had a bad report, don't you want to be in a group that's going to care about you like that? Don't, don't you want to be in a group that's going to support you through your hard times? Come on. That's a great reason to be in a group. Talking about fasting, just a reminder. Bing, bing, bing. Next week. I know. It's getting closer. I'm, I won't say stock up. Like I'm not doing that myself. But anyway, next week, we're fasting as a church. Ten-day fast. We're having prayer meetings every morning. You want to break through in your relationship with God? You want to break through in your health? You want to break through in your finances? You want to break through in your marriage? Whatever it is, come on, get on board. Be in that fast. Be in that fast. We want to break through in our church. Yeah, fasting works. Friendship care and support. So, it, you know, it's, it's a great place where you actually get to know people 
deeper, on a deeper level. I mean, here, church is fine, you know. Hey, how you going? Oh, yeah, it's raining, blah, blah, blah. It's all surface talk, right? <laughs> you don't have time to go, you know, how, you know, how are you feeling? How are you, feel, how are you really feeling? You, you don't get to do that here at church. Join a group. That's where you get to do that. Grow on a deeper level. It's where you get to know people's dreams. You get to know the plans that, like your dreams as well, the plans that God has placed in your heart. I mean, it can be a bit scary. You know, you can have to be vulnerable sometimes in a group. It was scary for me. I tell you, I didn't want to tell anybody anything because I, not at first, but as I went along, I started to trust these people because I really believed that they cared for me. And they did. And it's amazing when you actually, it's where you can get things out, where you can get things out into the light, things that had been hidden in darkness for me that I got set free from. So much freedom happened to me in a group. Yes, it did. So we've got friendships. We've got care and support. And the third thing is growth. Oh, my gosh. have to say growth. I mean, Sunday services are great. They're a great way to get to know people. But in that smaller group is where you get to grow. That's where I actually learned how to pray. I did because I was scared of praying. I don't know whether you might be a little bit. But I, I, not, I was scared of praying out loud. I didn't want anyone to hear me because, number one, I don't speak that great. You can tell that already, right? But, but, but it's number two, it was like, oh, I thought prayers had to be eloquent. I thought they had to be everything like, oh, you know, because I'd heard some people pray and think like, oh, wow, if I could only pray like them. Like as if that's more powerful. Really? No, it's not. But I've, I've, I've learned those things. So I specifically went to a prayer meeting. It must have been for two years in a row uh, from six to seven in the morning, and then I'd go to work. On a Friday morning, I'd go to this prayer meeting. I made myself go because I was so fearful of praying out loud because I thought if I put myself there, well, I'm just going to have to do it. Uh, you know. And you know, my first prayer wasn't that what someone would think, like, oh, what was that? But you know what? God knows your heart. God knows your heart. And I would hear people praying, and I would start to get that in my spirit. I, I would start to hear scripture in my spirit, and I'd just start to pray that because it was in an environment where I could do that. We have prayer groups. That's where you can do that. If you're feeling a little bit, oh, I really want to grow in prayer, go to one of our prayer groups. Go to one. So I learned how to pray. I learned how to prophesy in a group. First, I went to a course-based group. Actually, I went learned how, how to interpret my own dreams in a group, a course-based group on dreams. I learned, learned how to but I learned how to, I went to a couple of prophetic type, you know, hearing from God things. But in a group setting, I realized that I actually do hear from God. Because before that, I used to think, is that me or is that you, God? Is that me or is that you? I, I had all these things. But in a group setting, I thought, I do hear from God. I, I, I really do. So when I woke up this morning, I, I thought about Russell and Marita and I got that scripture. There's no doubt in my mind. I know it's God. But that only came out of learning in a group. Learning in a group. That's where you grow in that. And not only that, you get confidence I, like, to actually prophesy over someone. Because it's a bit like, you know, awkward. Just like anything that you start that's new. It's a little, everything's a little bit awkward at the beginning. But the more you do it, the more you practice, the more you trust in God, the more you hear from him and you actually deliver it when he tells you to, the quicker you will grow. So growth happens 
in, where does it happen? In a group. That's right, it does. So Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. Lives are sharpened and leadership is developed in a group because you watch and you participate. You watch and you participate. That's the thing about a group. In church, it's not like you can ask me questions like don't ask me any questions, okay? No, no but, but that's what I'm saying. You, you can't question me now or anything like that. But in a group, you get to ask all your questions. If, if there's something bothering you about my preaching, you get to ask that in a group. <laughs> if, if there's something bothering you at all about something in the Bible that you've read, you get to ask that in a group. So that's why iron sharpens iron. And do you know, one thing I have learned is in a group, it pushes you further than you would ever go alone. I went to the gym the other day and I only do group fitness. There's a reason for that. It's not because I'm trying to get friendships and all that sort of stuff. Like, mind you, I've met a lot of people at the groups, you know, or care and support or growth. I do it because when I try to go there by myself, I'm just so lazy. Because I get on, I get on the, the equipment, it's like one, two, you know, three sets of whatever. And I, I'll do one, and then the second one, I'm lucky if I get halfway through it, I think, yeah, next. Because, because I'm just not motivated. I'm thinking like, I can't wait to get out of here. You know, on the rowing machine, yes, I've got to do five minutes. Does that, does that say five? I think it says two, but that's enough. That, but that's what I'm like. But when I'm in a group setting, so I went to a RPM, which is on a bike, or you might call it spinning or whatever, I get in there, and I'm, you know, I'm feeling sharp. No, I'm not really. But, but I get there, and I'm like, oh, wow, 45 minutes of this. I know it's going to kill me, because it is. It's intensive. You know, It's up, down, up, down, fast, slow, fast, slow. But when I'm actually on there, once I get on that bike, man, I'm doing it. Nothing's going to stop me. I don't, I don't slacken off. I push myself because I've got people, other people in there. I don't know. There's just something like, oh, yeah, I don't want to look slack and lazy. But it's not just that. Not only that, the instructor knows me and goes, come on, Teresa, come on. Come on. Are you giving you 100%? Oh, she's always like, don't pick on me. Look at somebody else. But, 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 but that's what it's about. In a group setting, when you're in a connect group or a prayer group, or an interest group, it always will push you further than you would do by yourself. So there is time to grow. You can grow in so many things. I've grown. I actually wouldn't be standing up here if I hadn't gone to a group in the first place because it's just that's where you start to learn things. That's where you start to grow in God. That's where you start to learn more about the Bible. I actually did Bible college as well, and um, I did Pastor John's. He did preaching at that time when in our, in our Bible college study he did preaching and man I so didn't want to do that class I mean I didn't I liked it he like he's so good I mean you know he's good right you know he's good at great at preaching but I didn't I didn't feel called to preach I I didn't want to I was kind of like I like talking to people one-on-one but not really in an audience and then we had to do a couple of little preachers and I honestly you know talking about the sweating and all that sort of stuff it was awful I was so fearful. And in fact, after the fourth lesson, I just turned to the friend beside me and said, you know, is it too late to pull out? I know. Because that's what can happen. Like you just think, oh, but because I was in a group and I felt accountable 
And I felt accountable to Pastor John. I didn't feel like I could pull out. But, but that's what happens. In a group, it pushed me further than I would go by myself. That would have been one of those times I would have got, you know, like just, oh, not doing it at the gym. Yeah. It would have been one of those times. But because I was in a group, I was accountable. I was committed. I was accountable to the rest of our, our, our thing. And that's what groups do. When you don't show up to your group, who's going to be looking for you? Your group leader is. That's what they're doing. It, and do, are they doing that because they're worried about them? No. They're doing that because they want to know how you're going. We make ourselves accountable in a group to everyone. See, it's not just about us. It's about what we bring. And you might think, I've got nothing to bring. Believe me, everyone has something to bring to a group. It might be an experience that you have been through that someone else in the group needs to learn how to, to work through it. It might be something that you want, like you might have a gift of mercy. You might be a great cook. You might want to cook people meals and stuff like that. Like, I hear giggling down here. What's that about? <laughs> no, <are> you, <laughs> food, food, whatever it is. That's why you're in a group. So we talked about how we are launching our groups. And we have those sorts of groups. We have prayer groups. And they're at all different times, led by different people. And you're going to find more out about that out there in the foyer. But we've got interest groups. Interest groups are things like um, if you're a cyclist, like Jeremy here, and he wanted to have a cycling group. It's, it's things that you can invite people along to that you're interested in. Oh, Sharon Dimmon, she's got a 10-pin bowling group. That's an interest group. And all the girls there, you see them like with their little balls there. I've seen some photos of Sharon. And they look like they're having so much fun. So that's a type of interest group. Or you might have an uh, interest in dream interpretation, or you might have an interest in uh, a particular uh, book in the Bible. You might want to study whatever it is, whatever it is. So there's prayer groups, there's interest groups, and there's connect groups is where we, that's the majority of our groups, where we make sure we're, we have age and stage groups of, from youth to however old you are, where you can join and grow with people the same age. All right, and then this is the first time that's right. We are having some course-based groups that are starting, and they're going to be running every term. This will be the first term that they run. The first one is a marriage. That's right, marriage course-based group. And that's going to be led by Peter and Ainsley. Will you stand up, Ainsley? This is Ainsley here. Give Ainsley a hand. Thank you. So Peter and Ainsley, they actually already do marriage counseling in our church. But it if you want to grow in your marriage, and it doesn't matter whether you're having problems or not, this course is for you. Like Peter and Ainsley have been around like two years ago. I had a girl crying on the phone to me, like uh, just destroyed, feeling that their marriage is falling apart, wanting to leave. And I remember at the time I thought, whoa, you know, it was really on tender hooks. And I just thought, you guys, you need to go and see Peter and Ainsley. And they were like, who, who? Like, give us their number, give us their number. Well, I'm, I'm happy to say they actually did that. They went along. Their marriage is flourishing in Jesus' name. They're in our church, like, right now. But, but, but that's what can happen. So it doesn't matter whether you're having problems or you're not having problems. If you want your marriage to flourish, marriage, and, and Ainsley will be out there, or someone will be out there that can help you with that to let you know when it's on and that. The second one is freedom. I know, and that's led by Karen Sterling. 
There's Karen. Do you want to stand up, Karen, so everyone can see you? Yeah. Karen Sterling. Yeah, yeah. So that's all about freedom. That's our course-based course about freedom. In all of these courses, there are also coaches as well that can help people individually, like on a one-on-one -on -one basis if you need more. But we've got that the course that will be led by Karen there. And freedom, I mean, freedom's an amazing thing, honestly. I had to be set free of so, so many things. And I, I remember going to a group, and it was a freedom-type group, and I would have been a Christian, oh, maybe a year. Oh, mate, seriously. I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not a crier, and I never really have been. Talk about snot bubbles, like, whoa, it was just happening. I, I was just like, well, bore my eyes out. It was shocking. Like, but, but what happened in, a, in, in this group, and we watched a video, and then it just started to speak to me, and it revealed things in me that I didn't even know were there. It revealed in me things that I hadn't let go of, mainly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then I remember straight after it, this person prayed for me. Oh, man. And, and she said, you know, what is it you want? And I knew it was unforgiveness, that I'd carried this unforgiveness like most of my life for a family member. And, and it was just, and she started to pray for me and this, the Holy Spirit was just all over me. The love of God was all over me. And she got a word for me. She said, Teresa, I see like, like you growing in God. And at the moment, you're like a little stream, you know, you're just like, a babbling brook probably, but like a little stream. You're like a little stream, but I see that stream going into a river. And as the river goes, and then it's going to go into an ocean, and that's going to be how much you know the Holy Spirit. So that word encouraged me. I have never forgotten it. Almost 14 years ago about that. that but it was a word of encouragement for me when I let go of this unforgiveness, this is what's going to happen. That's what can happen in a moment of freedom. If you need freedom for anything, from sickness, from pain, from anxiety, depression, whatever it is, anything that is holding you back from your destiny, go and do that freedom course. All right, so we've got marriage, we've got freedom, and we've got money management. Oh, that's so close to my heart, money management. I, I love that because I love... Uh, people being free to actually take care of your money instead of money controlling you. And I can only speak like that because money controlled me. When I came along to church, I had what you call um, a spirit of mammon, but I'm not going to go into that, where there was a spirit on me that was so tight, I was so tight with money. I didn't know what generosity was. I, 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 and so when it came to actually learning about like giving, like tithing, it was like, what? Yeah, that's not happening. I like church and all that, but not doing that. So what I did, I did this, it was a course-based group called Biblical Principles of Finance, and it taught me God's way with money, but it actually taught me a lot more than that. It taught me what I needed to do in a practical sense, and this is what money management course is about. It's going to teach you God's way with money, and then it's going to teach you what you can do practically with budgeting, how you get rid of your debt, all those sorts of things. So that changed my life big time. I, like, I never dreamed of having finances like I have now. I never dreamed of having absolutely no debt. I'm debt-free. I have been since October. Totally debt-free. 
I never dreamed of that. I own my own home, um, but, but, but I never dreamed that that could happen. And it only happened because I went 10 years, like, well, no, actually probably 13 years ago to a course-based group that taught me in depth about money. I mean, you hear offering messages up here and stuff, and that will help. But when you actually get into the Word of God and just see God wants you to be blessed. He delights in your prosperity. And that is one of the things that that scripture stood out to me from that course is God delights in the prosperity of his servants. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. So, yes, it still took a while, but you know what? It happened. Like, I've had freedom. You know, it was a sense of freedom from that as well. So with money management, we have Michael and Kate Gentle. Would you stand up, Michael and Kate Gentle? There they are. So they also will be starting that money management course. So if you're interested in any one of those or joining a group of anything, like prayer group, interest group, straight after the service in the foyer, we're going to have Josh and the team and all these guys out there. You can ask questions, but register. Believe me, it will change your life. So if I could just have you just close your eyes a minute. I just want to pray that God would lead you into the best group for you. And even if you're in a group, maybe it's one of those groups you need to do, whether it's marriage or whether it's money management or whether it's freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I thank you that you look at each person and you smile. I thank you, Lord, that you're pleased with them, that you have such hope for them, that, Lord, you've placed unique gifts on the inside of them. Lord, that they bring fruitfulness to every group that they're in. And, Father, I just pray that each person would be led to the right group with the right people in Jesus' name. But, Father, that they wouldn't just be there as a part of the audience, Father, but they would be a participator, a participator in growing in the knowledge of you, Father. Lord, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation that they might know you better. Father, I pray for every group leader. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing upon them, that you continue to empower them, strengthen them, Father, equip them in every good work. Give them words of knowledge, Lord. Give them dreams, Father. Let them speak your revelation from your word. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing that will happen in every group. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wow.